This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. On the streets of the Bronx is where I want to be. Standing on the corner, singing good old harmony. I'll be waiting for the man to come along and discover me. Nah, you don't want to be in the wrong. Yeah, that's crossfire. That's the Trinitarios having a shootout on the Grand Concourse with the Bloods at Concourse Village. You really think you want to stand on a corner of the Bronx singing doo-wop and acapella? Hey, Dion in the Belmonts. That's why Dion is living in Florida now. Oh, my God. One-third of all the crimes being committed in New York City whether it's robbery or violent crimes are occurring in the Bronx. So let's let's do the analytics here. Wow. Uh, you figure that the Bronx has about 17 to 20 percent of the total overall population. It's sort of like the Ukraine now. You know how Putin has taken over 20 percent of the Ukraine uh, over in the east and the south. Well, the, the criminals have taken over the Bronx, the thugs, the thugettes. The Trinitarios, the Bloods, the Crips, MS-13, Latin Kings, Nietas, they rule. There's no doubt about it. And there's no appearance whatsoever of Darcel. Let's open up the jail cells, Clark, the district attorney who uh, believes like Alvin Bragg in Manhattan. Turn him loose. Turn him loose. You know, you might as well wave the white flag. Look at the front page of today's Daily News. Deja blew up. We actually have pictures of the four thugs who have been going around robbing and beating down off-duty police officers that they've been targeting. And they're baby faces. Look at them. They're baby faces. Now, these faces have been out there for public consumption for the past 24 hours. How come there have been no arrests? Because they're heroes in the hood. That's right, and there's the street code that exists in the Bronx. Snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. The cops have no juice. And while cops are getting attacked in the streets, off-duty and on-duty, and I'll give you the, uh, uh, the linkage so you can understand why the cops may just have to retreat from the Bronx. We, we may just have to create a DMZ there in the Bronx and say, it's over, I'm sorry, <laughs> The cops are getting attacked, on duty, off duty. And in the midst of all this Michigan, where the cops are being attacked, off duty and on duty, 
The Missing in Action Police Commissioner, Keechan Sewell, has not been seen at any of the Bronx precincts. Has not been seen at all. Instead, she decided to issue new changes to the patrol guide on Tuesday. Quote, Officers should not congregate or engage in unnecessary conversation with other members of the police department while on post, absent police necessity. You really think that's uh, that's the priority uh, in a city uh, missing in action, Police Commissioner Sewell? What, what, what does police necessity mean? Uh, supervisors are being held strictly accountable for enforcing the anti-chatting rules. What are they going to do to white shirts? What are they going to suspend the cops? Cops are retiring. They're taking early retirement. They're quitting. They're being recruited by other police departments. They're not being supplemented. This is great. Wow. Right at a time where police morale is at an all-time low. Pretty soon, pretty soon you're not going to have enough cops left to congregate anywhere in the city. You're not going to have enough cops to congregate on a corner. So, Lou, let's look at the history here. I'm thinking that maybe this is time to remember Fort Apache in the Bronx, 1981, that great movie starring uh, Paul Newman and Danny Aiello. Remember, Paul Newman was on the roof watching Danny Aiello, the cop, lift up this thug and throw him off the rooftop and hush, hush, mush, mush. I remember Ed Asner was in that and, oh, yeah, Foxy Brown, Coffee, Pam Greer. Whoa, yeah. Pam Greer, that was worth the price of admission. But anyway, remember the whole premise. And I'm not talking about the 41st Precinct now on the tip of Hunts Point on Longwood Avenue. I'm talking about the original Ford Apache in the Bronx, 1086 Simpson, 1981 the movie was made. Oftentimes, thugs in the neighborhood, the Black Spades, the... um, Savage Skulls, the Savage Nomads, all these other street gangs with cut-off lead jackets and rockets and patches on the back would launch all-out attacks on the 41st Precinct. They'd be throwing garbage from the rooftops when the cops or the firefighters would respond. And oftentimes, cops had to surrender and retreat back into uh, the 41st Precinct because they were outnumbered. And how few times anybody would come up from City Hall and assist them or from one police plaza. Let me give you the history of what's been happening of late in the Bronx and why it may be time to retreat. Because the um, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, is missing in action. Uh, police commissioner missing in action. See, well, nobody has seen her in the Bronx. In fact, nobody's really seen her anywhere in the city. She's like kept in, uh, kept in a a room there at one police plaza and told, you don't say nothing unless police, unless the mayor tells you to say it. Remember this date. It lives in infamy, and I know many of you will not remember it because it was poorly reported by the media. I remember it because I was up there. September 5th, 2021, Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, had his lapdog police commissioner, Dermot Shea, and Black Lives Matter, now Big Lives Mansion, stormed the 41st Precinct on Ryer Avenue. They stormed it. They hit the barricades. There was a complete street battle. The BLM uh, protesters were led by Hawk Newsom, who said, you can't touch this. I have immunity from prosecution and arrest by Comrade Bill de Blasio. 
Remember the video? They poured gasoline all over an NYPD marked van with cops inside. Luckily, they didn't torch it. And the cops were able to drive away. They had to retreat. And it was all over this enemy of society, a guy named Mike Rosado, who was shooting at the crowd from across the street. Two off-duty cops from the 4-6 precinct dropped him right in his tracks. And, Lou, you know who picked up the gun and started firing back at the police, the off-duty cops from the 4-6 precinct? His father. He picked up Rosado's gun and he starts shooting at the cops. Like father, like son, right? Right down to the DNA, right down to the marrow of their bones, enemies of society. And nobody came down from City Hall for that. Nobody came down from one police plaza, and Dermot Shea was MIA. So what, do you, what message do you send to Black Lives Matter now, big, large mansions, and those who attacked the 4-6 precinct in September of 2021? Open season on the cops. Look at what happened, Lou, in the aftermath of the Dominican Day Parade on the Grand Concourse. Remember on July 31st. Two separate attacks on police officers by the Trinitarios against the 4-6 precinct and against the 4-4 precinct. They attacked the cops. They swung sticks at the cops. They threw bottles at the cops. They bum-rushed the cops. There was no retaliation whatsoever from the 4-6 precinct to 4-4 precinct. 4-4 precinct right in the shadow of Yankee Stadium. 4-6 precinct at Ryer Avenue. The cops were told, back off, retreat. Do not stand your ground. What kind of a message do you think this sends to the thugs and thugettes in the Bronx? Well, it sends the signal that they rule. And that's why if you look at the front page of the Daily News and it says, Deja Blue, look at these baby thugs attacking off-duty cops indiscriminately. Everybody has seen the video image now over 24 hours. But the law of the streets of the hood prevails. Snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. There's no doubt in my mind that they're going to be arrested. But, Lou, they're going to be heroes in the hood once they get arrested and they're on the daisy chain perp walk. You watch. People are going to say, yeah, 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 they got it like that. And then did you see that crew of muggers who attacked and robbed a 67-year-old man in the Bronx? They beat him. They stomped him. They kicked him. They robbed him on East 151st Street and Cortland Avenue. Around 2.30 in the morning, they knocked him to the sidewalk. They knocked out his teeth. And then they came back. They came back. They surrounded the victim again. And they stomped him almost to death. And finally, one of these thugs runs up to the victim and throws a flying hook kick. And the rest of the crew followed. And they just left him there to die. No arrest made. And by the way, Lou... Perfect description of the suspects, all the clothes they were wearing, except the one key point in the description. What color were these marauders, these enemies of society? Were they black? Were they Hispanic? Were they white? Were they Hispanic? Uh, Were they Asian? Uh, Were they olive skin? Could you give us some kind of a skin tone definition description? Of course not. And then look at this. This was shared between Manhattan and the Bronx, an enemy of society known Ibanez. He had been arrested for robbing a store right in Hell's Kitchen and was cut loose on his own recognizance. Of course, it was by Alvin Bragg, who uh, believes uh, turn them loose, Alvin Bragg, never incarcerate them, never impose bail on them, never remand them to Rikers Island. So this guy probably assumed, hey, I got it like this. You know, that's Manhattan. Let me go try in the Bronx. So this same enemy of society, Ibanez, 
tried to rape a 15-year-old girl on a Bronx street, right on Westchester Avenue. You know what happened, Lou? A good Samaritan came out and started to fight Ibanez, fight him off the girl, sparing the girl, unfortunately, who was already traumatized, of being raped. God, what do I mean? And you know what this guy had the goal to do, Ibanez? He goes to the local precinct and he says the good Samaritan assaulted him. And finally, the cops figured it out. No, 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 no. You tried to rape the girl. They arrested him. And, hey, yeah, Darcel, turn open. The jail cells in the Bronx, Clark, the DA, actually showed some gumption and ordered him held on a $150,000 bail in the case. He will be showing up in Monday before Alvin Bragg's ADA on the charges in Chelsea of robbing the store. And then on Friday, he'll appear in court hopefully after being remanded to Rikers Island uh, for the attempted rape charge. But he was so cocksure of himself that he can go into that precinct and have the Good Samaritan arrested. And for a moment, the Good Samaritan almost was arrested until a desk sergeant said, hold, hold, hold on a second here. Hold on a second. Hold on your horses. By the way, I don't know if you noticed this, uh, Lou, that Lindsay Lohan, is going to be making some Netflix movies over in Ireland. Do you know that Lindsay Lohan, I know you associate her with Mean Girls, you associate her with growing up in Long Island, but Lindsay Lohan was actually born and spent a few years of her early childhood in the Bronx. I would like to, if we can, Lou, to chart the course between AOC All Out Crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Democratic Socialists of America, the Justice Warriors, who is declaring victory over Eric Adams, the uh, mayor who has absolutely no plan, in the recent state Senate primaries where she said her socialist candidates beat the moderate Democratic candidates, and quite frankly, they did. I'd like to uh, sort of find out how many days AOC actually spent in the Bronx after her birth and compare it to Lindsay Lohan. I believe Lindsay Lohan spent more time in the Bronx before her family moved her to Long Island, as opposed to AOC, who immediately went right to Tarrytown Heights in Westchester and was called Sandra Ocasio as she has taken a victory lap and said to Eric Adams, eh, socialists win, moderate Democrats lose. Psych. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. For a small fee in America. Of course, everything free in America. And the illegals, they continue to pound the Greyhound. Courtesy of Governor Abbott, and they keep arriving at the Port Authority every day. There are more and more buses, five yesterday. They're expected six today. And you know what was happening earlier today, right as you were finishing up with uh, Sid Rosenberg uh, on the Sid and Bernie show, Lou? There was a demonstration at City Hall on the steps. 
where uh, local representatives were saying we need to give more aid, more aid to the illegals. Andale, 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 more aid, more aid, more aid. What are they out of their minds? Where are we going to get this money from? By the way, if you notice in Washington now that the president has emerged from his two-week vacation in South Carolina and in his basement along the Delaware shore, he has not commented on the situation at not at all. And, of course, his arena in charge of the border crisis, uh, Vice President Giggles <laughs> Harris is spending her time in Oahu. <laughs> Half in the bag there at a tiki bar, right? Unbelievable. Well, anyway, as the buses roll in, the uh, spokesperson for the city, because uh, Eric Adams is not going down to the Port Authority uh, any longer because he realizes that Governor Abbott has gotten the best of him and crime wave Kathy Holcomb is the Immigrant Affairs Commissioner Manuel Castro. So as soon as the Venezuelan illegals get off the Greyhound bus, Lou, they immediately think, are you related to Fidel Castro? Oh, yeah, Fidel. And you go Chavez together forever. Oh, my God. Anyway, Manuel Castro says, from what country are you from? And immediately the illegal aliens know, I don't have to answer any questions, and I don't have to show you no stinking papers. So next stop. Right from the Port Authority at 42nd and 8th, they're going right on up to 44th and 8th. Where? Come on along, I'll take you to the lullaby of Broadway. The Hickory and Ballyhoo. The lullaby of Broadway. And in the center of it all is the Milford Plaza. Stay at the Milford Plaza Hotel with cocktail, dinner, and breakfast for $49.50 per person. Discover why we are the lullaby of Broadway. The Milford Plaza is the lullaby of Broadway. You know, that's not a bad deal. Think about that. Uh, cocktails, dinner, and breakfast, $49.50 per person. Not a bad deal there, uh, Lou. Maybe you should become an illegal alien. Wow. 1,300 rooms. And apparently there's no room at the end. Can you believe that? Now, the Eric Adams, uh, swagger man with no plan, is uh, leasing out 14 additional hotels to house these illegal aliens amidst this ongoing search. 14. And I would suggest to uh, the uh, press out there, follow the money. Follow the money. Because I guarantee you the people who are getting these magnificent, generous contracts from us, the sucker taxpayers, because it's our money, not Eric Adams' money or Kathy Crime Wave Hochul's money, <laughs> are hotel owners who are friends of Eric Adams and Kathy Hochul. Like the Podarsky brothers, slumlords, the worst. When they owned slums in Coney Island, they were burning out the tenants. Then they owned slums in the Bronx, and they sold them to Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, for $150 million to supposedly house the homeless. And who negotiated that sweetheart deal and got a cut of the action? The chief of staff of Eric Adams, Caron. You see, it's all incestuous here. I'll bet you these Hazari, these pigs... Got their beak in the chaw of the Podarskis. How do I know the Podarskis, Lou? Where are they from? Canarsie. Where's Caron from? The chief of staff, Canarsie. Where are all these crooks, these Ghanifs from? You know what a Ghanif is? 
in Yiddish, Yalu. It's a crook. Where are they all from? Canarsie, Marine Park, Mill Basin. I grew up with these Hazarai, these pigs. Follow the money. But guess what? All of a sudden, Eric Adams apparently is saying no mas, no mas. And Governor Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb, who suggested we needed these illegals because every time she walks the streets of Manhattan or Albany or goes milking cows in fertilizing fields upstate, they're in need of hired employees. They don't have enough labor. And I say to her, do you realize they have to be citizens to get those jobs, huh? Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, of course not. But now they're saying we don't have enough housing. We don't have enough money because Papa Chulo... President Joe Biden, who in the midst of the presidential uh, election against then-President Donald Trump said, Andale, Andale, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Come to America. I'm your Papa Chulo. Oh, my God. And they've been coming ever since, storming the Bastilles, invading our country. And now Mayor Eric Adams and Governor Kathy Crimewave Hoko have said, no mas, no mas. Guess what? They're appealing to officials in other states to house the illegals. Yeah, fat chance of that happening. Apparently, Eric Adams, who swore he was going to get aid from Papa Chulog, uh, President Joe Biden, is now claiming he's reached out to the United States Conference of Mayors for assistance. In fact, workers on one bus, when getting off loo, were telling uh, the greeting line that met them, uh, these are department officials from the Eric Adams administration, Please, if there's one place I don't want to be housed, it's the Bronx. I don't want to go to the Bronx. Even the illegals coming across the border because they have cell phones. How do they afford cell phones? They are following the news here in New York City of how bad the Bronx is on Telemundo and Univision. And they are telling the uh, members of the Adams administration when they walk through the reception line at the Port Authority, high five, high five, high five. We do not want to go to the Bronx. Who can blame them? Meantime, enough of the illegal aliens. Back to the people who pay the taxes, who subsidize everything. Do you know yesterday was the first hearing about congestion pricing? And the individuals of the MTA, money-taking agency, they want to rip off the taxpayers even more, mostly the middle class, were like chickens. They were like chickens. <laughs> Now, why were they like chickens? Because there were hundreds and hundreds of citizens who paid taxes who wanted to testify, most against congestion pricing and some for it. But they were not permitted to come into any kind of a venue and testify in person. No, this was online, controlled by the um, MTA money-taking agency so that they could pick and choose who they would listen to on a Zoom conference They had 391 who signed up to be on the Zoom conference call, only three minutes apiece, and then they could drop the anvil on them. Now, get out of here. There are all kinds of gatherings. What was it? Your your, your favorite singer, Billy Joe, uh, the other night there, right, at Madison Square Garden. Were there 18,000 people in Madison Square Garden there, uh, Lou? Of course there were. Uh, Were they socially distanced? No. Was some of the Depends crowd doing Puff Puff Pass? Yes. Now, you could jam 18,000 people in Madison Square Garden, but you can't have a public meeting on congestion pricing. You want to control it with a Zoom conference? Ixnay on that. 
later on when you're listening overnights, because remember, I, I begin my Quinella tonight in which uh, I take all the calls in the world. That's right, because it's call-generated. I have no guess. We're going to be focusing on the FBI that used to stand for forever-busting Italians, then after the attack on 9-11, forever-busting Islamists. But now it's like uh, they have become the uber-political organization, and they are busting the stones of anybody who is affiliated with Donald Trump, including Michael Bonacic, Rudy Giuliani. Remember, they raided his domicile took out all his technology, took his cell phones, took his laptop, took everything back. It looked like Rudy was going, going, gone. Maybe he would even be housed in Alcatraz. And then they gave everything back. And a year later, what did they say, Lou? Psych, sorry, we didn't have anything. But, you know, hey, you know, it was good practice for us before we raided Mar-a-Lago. But anyway, with Joe Rogan, musclehead, the Zuck, Mark Zuckerberg, who, by the way, if you notice, he was... Uh, he was raised in the Mid-Hudson Valley there, uh, went on to Harvard, dropped out, and then became the mega-billionaire that he is. Do you realize he still uses Clearasil? He still has pimples, Lou. It's incredible. But yesterday he admitted that the FBI muscled him and the other social networking titans to take uh, the Code of Omerta when it came to Hunter Latin... Uh, when it came to Hunter Biden's laptop that was provided to all of us by Rudy Giuliani... Uh, and his former police commissioner, uh, and then eventually to the New York Post, and denied access to the rest of the world by who? Twitter, Facebook, social networking, and, of course, the FBI itself. There was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. So you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us. And it was like, hey, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. We thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. Now, you know the FBI could muscle the Zuck. Couldn't muscle Twitter. Couldn't muscle all the social networking platforms. And by the way, do you think the Zuck was in simpatico with the FBI on that? You know, you don't want to miss uh, Michael Baticic, Rudy Giuliani, later today at 3, another victory lap for the mayor who was being ignored when he was provided the two, count them, two Hunter Biden laptops at that repair shop in Delaware. He and Bernie Carrick, his former police commissioner and commissioner of corrections, took it to the uh, Department of Justice in Pittsburgh, where Barr had told them to take it, which was a bit odd, even as Rudy said, why would you want me to take it to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Pittsburgh? They took it to the Delaware State Police. They took it to the FBI. And I think you're beginning to understand how we were all shut out of that very vital information. Uh, most importantly, by the Department of Justice and the FBI. And uh, will there ever be apologies to our Kumbadichi, Rudy Giuliani, and to Bernie Carrick for doing all the heavy lifting and eventually to uh, the New York Post for publishing it? Of course not. Of course not. Anyway, speaking of the New York Post, uh, high five, high five, because they've always been on the jockstrap of the pedophile on a pedestal, Jeffrey Epstein, who had Pedophile Island, and remember all the people who were on the Lolita Express that would take off from uh, Teterboro Airport. Lou, I'm not suggesting that you knew any of those pedophiles on a pedestal. About very famous people 
Uh, let's see. There was Bill Clinton many, many times, although he denied it. There was Donald Trump. Uh, there was, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, man, it was uh, Bill Richardson in New Mexico, the former uh, governor down there, the aide-de-camp of Clinton. Oh, oh, that's right, Bill Gates. He actually hung out with Jeffrey Epstein at his mansion in New York. We could go right on down the laundry list. And I know many of you think that Jeffrey Epstein three years ago hung himself. <laughs> Who had cause to have him whacked, right? Bill and Hillary? Yes. The Queen of England? Yes. Uh, Mossad, yes. Uh, the House of Fraud, the Saudis, yes. But now it turns out that Stephen Hoffenberg, and you say, who the hell is Stephen Hoffenberg? Stephen Hoffenberg was his uh, partner in crime, uh, committing a Ponzi scheme. Hoffenberg took the rap. He went to jail. And uh, Jeffrey Epstein disappeared with the money. But you knew that Hoffenberg probably was a perv, although I don't really have any uh, documentary evidence to that. But he died, apparently, a few days ago in Connecticut and he's most uh, remembered for being elevated by Mario Faccia Bruta Como, King Como I, to save the New York Post when it looked like it was going to go out of business because Rupert Murdoch was being denied by federal legislation and opportunity of owning a newspaper and a TV station in the same market. That being Channel 5 and uh, the New York Post. Uh, likewise, uh, the Boston Herald in Boston and uh, the um, Fox station in Boston. Well, eventually, Mario uh, Pacha Bruta Cuomo and Ted Kennedy agreed that they had to rescind that or that the Boston Herald would die and the New York Post would die. But in the interim, Mario Pacha Bruta Cuomo elevated this fraud, Stephen Hoffenberg, who ran around with media credentials uh, for the brief time that he owned the New York Post. So remember, <laughs> you had a bunch of screwballs who owned the New York Post before eventually returned to Rupert Murdoch, and now you know the rest of the story. But, interesting, Lex Wexner. Now, who is he? The CEO of Victoria's Secret. Wexner saw Epstein as a sophisticated and glamorous man, and in this new documentary, apparently, uh, yes, Lou, that Wexner and Epstein were like Mick Jagger and David Bowie. They were going trout hunting uh, underneath the sheets. Like two peas in a pod, like a soup in a sandwich, like a horse in a carriage. And speaking of the media front, here it is. Joe Pesci has emerged. He will be the grandfather to Pete Davidson. And apparently Pete Davidson's uh, mother will be Edie Falco. It'll be a TV series. And it sort of reminds me, since Pete Davidson fashions himself as a comedian, Will this revive the old Joe Pesci good fella, fella scene where he says, Oh, I'm funny, how? Cops. <laughs> really funny. <laughs> really funny. Uh, what do you mean I'm funny? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny, you know. It's a good story. It's funny. You're a funny guy. <laughs> what do you mean? You mean the way I talk? What? It's just, you know, you're, it's, you're just funny. It's, it's funny, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? Tommy, no, you got it all wrong. He's... Oh, oh, Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? You're right. Funny how? Just... What? Just, you know, you're, you're funny. <laughs> you mean, so? let me understand this, because I don't, you know, maybe it's me, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? I'm not just... You know how you tell a story? 
No, no, I don't know. You said it. How do I know? You said I'm funny. How do, am I funny? What is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Get out of here, Tommy. <laughs> I almost had him. I almost had him. Stutter, yeah, stuttering. Frankie, was he shaking? <laughs> oh, classic. Could you imagine Pete Davidson as Henry Hill? <laughs> he would have had an X-Lax attack. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. Yeah. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. He just teasing the tension, baby. It's all in the hips. I am completely open. You know, I'm a nightlife mayor, and I like to test the product. Oh, that has so many meetings. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Interesting, uh, former president Donald Trump's company has gotten a green light from Mayor Adams' administration to host a golf tournament in the Bronx this fall, bankrolled by the frauds of the House of Fraud in Saudi Arabia at his Ferry Point golf course in Throg's Neck in October. Now, it's a female tournament. But you know if this was uh, Comrade Bill de Blasio, part-time mayor, dope from Park Slope, he tried to take the golf course from them, and a judge said, you can't do that. The lease still stands. The agreement still stands. Now, you might be asking yourself, Lou, why would the Eric Adams administration give former President Donald Trump the right to have a Saudi golf tournament sponsored by them, a Ramco team series uh, for females, at Ferry Point uh, Course in Throgsneck in October. Well, because you got to follow what's been transpiring in terms of Eric Adams and him being the nightlife mayor. We're going to pick up on this uh, all over this weekend when I do the Quinella, all five shows that I do, in which WABC stands for Always Broadcasting Curtis. But as you know, the New York Times, the old gray lady, followed the mayor and his entourage and said that about half the time at night at 9 o'clock, he goes to a restaurant on West 52nd Street, Italian restaurant owned by the Petrosian brothers, who originally were from Turkmenistan. Uh, they were an Armenian family. They fled, and they've been gone ever since. Criminals, thugs. They've been arrested for white-collar crimes. They own all kinds of back taxes. They haven't paid rent. They're deadbeats. But they're best friends of Eric Adams. Now, in addition to going to their restaurant and not paying for any of the meals, 
Um, the mayor is consorting with felons. He's getting free meals. That's a violation of the NYPD patrol guide where if you were a cop like he was years ago, you'd be fired. But not the mayor. But, Lou, you're hearing this for the first time. Where does Eric Adams spend most of his nights? Gracie mentioned not the basement apartment of his son in the building he owns on Lafayette Avenue in Bed-Stuy, not apartment 22H that he shares in Fort Lee, not. No, he uh, is seen rolling in the two black SUVs, police-driven, to 845 United Nations Plaza. That's the Trump Tower right across the street from the United Nations, 72 stories. Do you know who has condos uh, in the Trump Tower there? These same Petrosian brothers. Now, why the hell is he staying at the apartment of the Petrosian brothers? Hey, yo, yo, whoa, 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 Lou. It's, it's some kind of love going on here, and I think it's more than just getting wine, dine, and pocket line. Hey, press, hey, media, wake up. Start following the mayor, because every night he's seen going into the garage with the uh, police-driven SUV, two black SUVs, and he goes up uh, the maintenance uh, elevator, apparently, and spends the night sometimes with the Petrosian brothers. (laughs) I'm going to connect the dots on that. But in addition, uh, the federal affidavit that led to the uh, Mar-a-Lago search was just released moments ago. I know that Greg Kelly coming up will go in-depth on this. Uh, Frank uh, Diaz, though, our crack, uh, Jimmy Olsen in the newsroom, our reporter, has brought this to me. Look at this, Lou. It's like like 90% of it is redacted. It's all black. This is like when I finally got my FBI file because they had been uh, keeping a documenter of uh, evidence against me for like 15 years. And through the Freedom of Information Act, I I applied for it and got it five years later. And, like, 90% of it was redacted. Obviously, this affidavit gives justification uh, where the magistrate okayed the FBI to raid the former president's uh, home at Mar-a-Lago. I would say there's at least 80% of it redacted. I haven't had a chance to do a deep dive in it. I'm sure that Greg Kelly has. Clearly, uh, former uh, President Donald Trump's uh, personal attorney, Michael Baticic, Rudy Giuliani, will be able to explain it even more from three to four, then followed by James Golden from four to five. And, of course, it'll be the featured uh, focus of the five o'clock roundtable discussion of John Katsimatidis, Lydia Serrani, and all of their guests. And, you know, uh, the constitutional scholar, Mark Levin, will obviously break it down even to its more minute details Tonight from 6 to 9, so you don't want to forget. Keep it right here on 770 AM WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.